It was uh, just a little more than a month ago that our entire community was rocked by the sudden and tragic passing of Frank and Cinda Edwards. Um, We lost good friends, great public servants, and our community lost its coroner who had done so much uh, to restore that office after some years of turmoil. Uh, There has not been turmoil in these recent weeks because the office has been under the steady hand of the deputy coroner, who, of course, uh, just uh, days ago officially became the new Sangamon County coroner. It's our first chance to sit down and talk with Jim Ullman. Jim, welcome to the studio. Thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Jim. Uh, Let me just ask, first of all, uh, how is everybody in the office doing? I know this was just a huge shock to everyone. Cinda was beloved in the office there. How, How do you just... How do you cope with it? It's it's tough. It's it's every day, and you know we're not really good at taking our own advice. I'll say that <laughs> you know we're uh, we've got a it's a process, and we've got to move. Uh, we're all grieving. Uh, we're going to continue to grieve, uh, but this job is relentless. I mean, it really, you can't call any timeouts. I mean, the, the, the job keeps coming and we have to keep dealing with it on a daily basis. So, And, and it's inevitable that at some time or another, you and the, and the people on your staff are going to have to deal with the passing of someone that's close to you, uh, it, it, right. whether it's a relative, a friend, whatever it might be. From, from just the, the logistics standpoint, from the standpoint of making sure the job is done properly, how, how do you do that? Well, you, we've in, in the situation that that uh, you just described. I mean, we we train uh, out at the airport um, for situations just like that, and you know, it, we 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 go through the training process, but nothing prepares you for something like that that close to home. Uh, you know, it, it's it's difficult to describe what what. Our feelings were that night. I think we were all numb, you know, and going through the motions and and, you know, making sure that we went through the appropriate channels and and walked through everything with the the federal, you know, the FAA and the NTSB. And and initially when we we responded, you know, we're we're there to to document what we see. And and the tough part of uh, of that was, you know, that. The, the news was out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the phones were ringing off the hook. Everybody just knew um, who that was. And and standing there uh, where we were, uh, there was no way we could tell, you know, uh, yeah. and we we wanted to make sure we we did things appropriately and, and scientifically. Uh, ID everybody before we released any names. You know, I, I know you've got a, a process and, and you just you follow everything by the book, but just remembering, you know, even where the book is, much less what's in it when it's someone that close to you. Uh, I, I mean, I, it, we have to do it in our business where we have to, you know, detach and just focus on the job at hand. And I know that's what you guys have to do, too. But but how tough is it to do that? It's undescribable. I mean, it really is. We we do this um, on a daily basis. And I mean, there's twenty five hundred deaths reported to our office annually. I mean, we're We're pretty busy. And, you know, sifting through those deaths and classifying them appropriately. And I often tell um, the guys and girls that, that I work with that, you know, we've got to get this right the first time. It's pretty important what it is that we do. And we can't just, uh, you know, what we do today will be examined by people for years, I mean, to come. So we've got to we've got to follow the process and the procedures and then and make sure we dot all the I's and cross all the T's for sure. 
You now have the job outright, uh, chosen by uh, the county board chair, Andy Van Meter, and confirmed by the county board. And I think a lot of us uh, watching the office figured someday uh, you you would probably uh, ascend to that seat, or at least try to, after uh, Cinda uh, had a long time in there and then decided uh, to, to retire. It obviously didn't happen on that timeline. Uh, but you probably thought about this, about uh, you know how you would handle things once you ran, ran the office. Right. You know, we we uh, we we had several conversations about this. Me and Cinda did. And uh, obviously, you know, I I would I would say I thought I had several years uh, before I even had to worry about it. Sure. Uh, You know, we're um, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. Uh, You know, if it's not broke, we're not going to fix it. There's always room for improvement. Uh, I've said from day one, we're not going to take a half a step back. I mean, we're going to keep moving forward and. you know, we we we've done a lot of good uh, for a long time in that office, and uh, I take pride in that, and I know the, the deputies do too. Uh, walk me through a, a little bit of the ins and outs of it day to day. You said about twenty five hundred deaths are reported. So, is that every person that passes away in Sangamon County? Are you notified about every death here, or we're not? No, uh, I would say probably twenty to thirty percent of the people that pass away in a hospital or hospice setting or nursing home. Uh, those deaths aren't reported to us. Um, there's a, uh, a, a procedure for, for nursing staff when they report a death uh, to, to go down their checklist, and they ask themselves if this death is a reportable death to the coroner's office. Um, now, a lot of those deaths are, uh, I think, uh, they're, they're courtesy calls to our office, and they've given us the information and, and letting us, uh, like I said, kind of sift through it to make sure that there's no reason it needs to be a coroner's case. You know, there's two types of death certificates in the state of Illinois. There's a medical death certificate and a coroner's certificate. So anything that we decide to take on as a coroner's case will be on a coroner's certificate. And we have to make that determination on which certificate it goes on. Uh, as a general rule, uh, my mom passed away about a year ago. And, you know, it, it, in, in her sleep at home, I mean, if you're going to go, that's that's the way to go. Oh, I said that. But obviously, you know, EMTs called and things. And then ultimately, the coroner's office showed up. By the way, the, the person who, who came out could not have been kinder, uh, more wonderful uh, to our family. Years and years ago, there was a big problem with, for lack of a better term, bedside manner in the coroner's office, and that's changed so dramatically. Uh, But that was a situation, again, you know, obviously, uh, you know, very elderly and and passed away in her sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still, the coroner's office was called. What's generally the criteria there for for that decision? Well, I I think if if, uh, somebody passes away at home and they're not in a hospice setting and there's not a nurse present, it's not an expected death, mm-hmm. uh, then our office will come out, we'll document the absence of any injury or trauma and go uh, meet with the family and, and just assist them in any way we can, make sure that the arrangements are made for uh, for them to go where they need to be. And that notice usually comes from uh, the responding medical personnel. Is that uh, generally the process? Yeah. Yeah. It starts with uh, the phone call, you know, to, mm-hmm. to dispatch and they'll they'll dispatch us out and we'll, we'll go out and do our thing. Um as you said, you're not going to reinvent the wheel for the office, but as you assess the office right now in the couple of weeks you've had to do that, sure. do you have the the staff you need, the budget you need, the equipment you need? Do you have what, what you need to, to maintain that office? I, I got to be honest with you. You know, Sangamon County is blessed with a great county board, and, you know, they, they do ask a lot of questions. I think they're fiscally responsible, and they they, they uh, they do give us the tools to do the job, and, that, and, and I, I can't, yeah, I can't say they don't. They really do.
I, I know one thing that uh, has been on the agenda is for a forensic pathologist, and the county yes. did have one who uh, just recently moved away or retired. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he he moved away. He he okay. got a job out of state, yeah. and uh, he he he's uh, he's. He was a great forensic pathologist. We had him here for six years, I think, mm-hmm. roughly. And uh, he, uh, over the summer, we learned he'd be moving. I think uh, he left uh, in the fall. And, yeah, we're, we're actively recruiting for a forensic pathologist. Now, uh, when when you find someone, will, uh, will autopsies be done here in Sangamon County? You've been you've been doing them in Bloomington, but uh, right. is that so? Do you? Yeah, that's that's a, a huge advantage for us if we have a forensic pathologist present in Springfield and yeah. we, we can do the autopsies here. You know, for years we went to Bloomington prior to getting a forensic pathologist here six or seven years ago, and now we're back to going to Bloomington. Um, I I don't want to uh, uh, act like you know we're stuck with our forensic pathologist in Bloomington because the doctor we use up there is phenomenal and 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 he's good it's just uh you know it's 60 miles from home and we've got the caseload to support our own yeah absolutely talking with Sangamon County coroner Jim Allman here with us one thing that used to happen in the coroner's office years ago and Cindy did away with it uh is inquests public hearings uh and particularly when they were notable deaths or suspicious deaths or deaths that you know were just uh, indeterminate in origin it was a a public sort of reckoning as to what happened and laying out of evidence and things. You know, as a member of the media, we found those, you know, pretty helpful in trying to get questions answered for cases that, you know, it seemed that they were unresolved. And we don't have those anymore. Is right. what's what's the reason for that? Well there there was a law that was passed, you know, several years ago. And uh, you know, we've we've make informed decisions now. Um uh, and I think pulling somebody in off the street, a, a jury that uh, that doesn't know anything about the case, and and putting a police report in front of them, and having a detective testify, uh, and and you know, I, I think meeting with uh, our forensic pathologist, the coroner, the detectives, and sitting down at the table and asking ourselves if someone passes away because of a motor vehicle incident was, the, uh, and ultimately the jury in an inquest deliberates on the manner of death and that's all so they have the options of homicide suicide accidental undetermined natural um, a lot of times if uh, somebody passes away in a motor vehicle incident it's an accident if somebody's you know hurt by somebody else it's a homicide mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty straightforward and i think informed decisions and uh, and then things are the reason why we don't do those anymore uh you know you do have sometimes situations where it isn't necessarily crystal clear and mm-hmm. maybe it's a it's an abuse situation maybe it is a a murder of, of some sort but uh, uh d- does not having that in, in any way alter the the process of bringing people to justice when in fact there there might be something suspicious or shady going on no, no i think it's the opposite uh one thing people don't know is is if if a jury deliberates on the manner of death uh that manner of death cannot be amended on the death certificate if the coroner and the forensic pathologist and everybody gets together and deliberates on the manner of death if we learn of new evidence that comes forward later that can be amended i see um uh, Let's talk about one thing that I, I noted with the coroner's office when the opioid outbreak was at its highest is that uh, Cinda was was really a, a great source of really understanding how serious a problem this was here in Sangamon County. Sure. She would keep keep track of those deaths and things where the coroner's office was called in to intervene. What what do you see as your role in, in being that sort of first red flag for situations that are developing that may be real public health crises? Uh, that that you may have a, a view of that others wouldn't have. Well, uh, I'm I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. Uh, I just met with the DEA a few days ago, um, and we looked at something. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to uh, 
prepare statistics and and, and get things out there for, for people, you know, for awareness, for people to see. And, and I'm just going to continue to do what I've been doing as far as that goes. I, I, I've been I've been very involved with that myself over the last several years. So. You and I also uh, served together on a committee that uh, helps to try to get the word about organ donation and making sure that people understand those options there. Talk about the coroner's office role in that arena. Well, we're huge advocates for organ and tissue donation, and I think that working with Gift of Hope uh, here here in the, in this state is. Uh, it's pretty easy because we've got such a good working relationship with them and being able to work through a case uh, with them and sift through the medical records, talk to the physicians, go in when we need to go in prior to anything happening. Uh, our office, for no reason uh, that I could see, would ever get in the way of an organ case. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 ways that, that, that we can do our job um efficiently without without ever getting in the way of, of, of an organ case. Does it ever happen where you have donors, but there may be a need for an autopsy, but you, 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 you and you have to balance those those interests all the time? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, I work with Gift of Hope. Uh, when I say this, maybe you know, four or five, six times a day, I'm on the phone with them and very, very uh, close relationship with them. And yeah, we we do. We, we it's a balancing act and, and and they have a job to do and we have a job to do. But we, we do come together and, and we do what's best ultimately for uh, for the families involved and then. What else do people need to know about the coroner's office? Maybe they don't know. Besides the hours being terrible, <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, it, it our, does seem like when you guys get getting called out, it's it's the you know middle it, of the night, it, and the, yeah. I mean, it is. It's tough. I, you know, we could you know, I on an average night, I'm awake a couple three times a night, just you know, answering questions and and, and doing things, and even leaving the house quite a bit. But you were the uh, deputy coroner. Do you have a deputy coroner now? Well, um, we uh, I was the chief deputy. Chief coroner. deputy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so uh, do, you, know, every, you have a chief deputy, I guess. No, we. Um, I'm, I've not hired a chief deputy uh, to replace myself yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we do have an, an ad out on the our website. Uh, we're going to hire a death investigator, and we have a full time death investigator in the office now. Um, we're going to have two full time death investigators, and uh, we're going to we're going to work towards that chief deputy slot eventually. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, beyond that, the, the hours, anything else that you, you want to make sure people understand about what, what it is your office does? Uh, yeah. I, I think that we, we approach each situation uh, as if, as if they were our own. I mean, we, we, we want to take care of families first and foremost, and that's what we're here to do is to serve the families of Sangamon County. I know that might sound cliche, but we are, we are sincere about that. I, I can't think. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would want to change with what we've been doing over the last decade. Um, you know, we're we're going to continue to work hard. We're going to continue to serve our families. We're going to continue to to make the right decisions to make sure that you know when when things need to go to court that everything's preserved appropriately and. One last question that we have to ask about, because right, right. Cinda Edwards was on the ballot uh, for, for this year. She was planning to run for another term as coroner. Uh, and now, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it's too late to change the ballot for March. Her name right. is still going to be on there. Yeah. Will your name be on the ballot in her place in November? Well, I hope so. I I, I am going to seek the party's nod, so to speak. Uh, I think my, my background and my experience speak for themselves. And uh, I... I, I I hope so. I, you know, ultimately, the, you know, there's a process, and 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 right now, uh, I and I'm going to do everything I can, and I will always do everything I can to honor Cinda. And and you're right, she is on the ballot, and and for the primary in March, and we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about a lot of things after that. So after 
Yeah. Sangamon County Coroner Jim Allman, listen, thanks so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Appreciate all the, all the hard work. I know it's been a tough few weeks for you and for everybody in the office there. Thanks, thanks again. Thanks for having me.